Hello and welcome to the Oasis Church podcast. And this new series is exploring one of the ways we're seeking to do things as a church through building a culture of honour. Honouring is where we seek to build up, not tear down, bringing dignity rather than shame. But the danger with anything that when you feel like, all right, this is something I've got to do, is we rush to the doing. Rather, the way of Jesus is always, it's an overflow of something we've received. As I want us to discover and understand that the starting point, the foundation of any culture that we're seeking to build, that's seeking to honour, is understanding that we are honoured by God. Thanks for joining us. 1 Corinthians 12, verses 12 to 27. The human body has many parts, but the many parts make up one whole body. So it is with the body of Christ. Some of us are Jews, some are Gentiles, some are slaves, and some are free. But we have all been baptised into one body by one spirit, and we all share the same spirit. Yes, the body has many different parts, not just one part. If the foot says, I am not a part of the body because I'm not a hand, that doesn't make it any less a part of the body. And if the ear says, I am not part of the body because I am not an eye, would that make it any less part of the body? If the whole body were an eye, how would you hear? Or if your whole body were an ear, how would you smell anything? But our bodies have many parts and God has put each part just where he wants it. How strange a body would be if it had only one part. Yes, there are many parts, but only one body. The eye can never say to the hand, I don't need you. The head can't say to the feet, I don't need you. In fact, some parts of the body that seem weakest and least important are actually the most necessary. And the parts we regard as less honourable are those we clothe with the greatest care. So we carefully protect those parts that should not be seen, while the more honourable parts do not require this special care. So God has put the body together such that extra honour and care are given to those parts that have less dignity. This makes for harmony among the members so that all the members care for each other. If one part suffers, all the parts suffer with it. And if one part is honoured, all the parts are glad. All of you together are Christ's body and each of you is a part of it. Thank you so much, Charlie. Hello, everyone. Um, Hello downstairs. Hello upstairs. Hello watching online. Hello watching at some point in the future um, from us here in the past. Uh, It's great to be together again. (laughs) Welcome to Oasis, particularly welcome if you're new around. Great to have you with us. Um, We are continuing to explore together what it looks like to build a culture of honour as a community, how we as a bunch of people are seeking to live in a way uh, where we build one another up uh, rather than tearing one another down, where we bring dignity to one another, whatever's going on uh, in our lives, whatever is happening for us, rather than shame. And today we're gonna look at two aspects of honoring that are deeply connected to one another and actually have already come through during our worship time, and that is standing with and celebrating. How we're to be those who walk with one another through mountaintop moments, the highs and the joys of life, and the dark valleys, the moments when um, we're in darkness and we need to know what it is to feast at the banquet table that the Lord's prepared for us. Um, How we live in all of those places and everywhere in between, uh, knowing and showing honor whatever life is throwing at us. 
But as we've seen every week so far, um, all throughout this series, and we're in part four um, of a six-part series, uh, the foundation of honor, the place we have to start with, where we come back to every week, is with God. That all honor flows from the honor that he has lavished on his people first. See, if we don't start there, we're left with honor being another thing to do on the to-do list. It becomes just another thing to think about in the Christian life that, to be honest, is more likely to lead to condemnation than freedom. And uh, for me, honor has been a little bit like that in the past. It's uh, felt like this kind of uh, mysterious thing that I never really quite understood what it was. Like, how do I honor? Have I received honor? What's going on with honor? But I definitely felt like it was another thing for me to do. Like, uh, I've got to do this and this and this, uh, and I've got to honor as well. It's another checkbox to tick off. But when we start, uh, as we've seen so beautifully, from the foundation of a God of honor, a God who is all grace and all goodness and all holiness and all compassion and all kindness and all majesty and all power and all in all, the one who is supremely and solely deserving of honor, but doesn't keep that honor to himself, but instead shares it with humanity, who crafts us in his image and welcomes us into his family and empowers us with his mission. When we start from that foundation, well then, that changes everything. Honor gets transformed from this extra thing that we have to do, this add-on to the Christian life, to something that just flows out of a life that's centered on God. And as uh, so often is the case, Jesus is just the model for this. That's what we see through him in the way that he relates to those around him. It's through his words, what he says to people, love one another, this radical thing. Do to others what you would have them do to you. It's through his example. We see him all throughout the gospel sympathizing with sufferers and mourners and doubters and inquirers. It's through his death, the Redeemer suffering with and for humanity as he hangs upon his cross. It's through his spirit poured out on all who will trust in his name to empower them to stand with and celebrate others as his body on earth. And particularly, I felt for us this morning, it's through his presence. That whenever we see Jesus at work in the Gospels, he is always giving all of his attention to those that he's with. It doesn't matter who they are. The high priest and the lowly beggar, the powerful centurion, the powerless leper, the visible uh, community synagogue leader, and the invisible woman in the crowd just reaching out to touch his cloak. Jesus honors by being fully present wherever he is. And he's the same with us. Jesus is so present with us, even in this moment. He's never busy looking at his phone when you're talking to him. He never looks beyond you into the middle distance when you're trying to finish your sentence. He never kind of slaps his thigh and says, right, uh, to end the conversation and move on to something else. I do all of those things. (laughs) Jesus isn't like that. Jesus honors you with his full presence 
as he stands with you in whatever you're going through. And he celebrates you for who he's made you to be and who he's making you to be. Through Jesus, you are more honored than you can dare to believe. The Lord of the universe has fixed his attention on you. And he said, I'm right here with you. I'm going nowhere. And that's the foundation that we build from. That's what Paul speaks about in the passage that we heard read out, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, that this is the honor that God has lavished on his people that is to change everything about how we live and our connections to one another. And in particular, today we're looking and zeroing in on one verse, verse 26. If one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honored, every part rejoices with it. And as a body, Paul writes, we are deeply connected to one another's joys and sorrows. And in some ways, that's incredibly easy to understand because we know uh, the experience of that from our own bodies. When you step outside into the sunshine and you feel uh, the warmth of the light on your face, your whole body responds. When you hear a song or a piece of music that just captivates your attention entirely, your whole body is caught up in enjoying it. When you taste some incredible food, your whole body is filled with delight. And the reverse is true as well. When you stub your toe or step on some Lego, surely up there with the most pow- uh, kind of powerful and intense of all injuries, <laughs> your whole body hurts, doesn't it? Everything gets caught up in it. But in some ways as well, though, it can be really hard to do that. When it feels like someone else is getting something that we so desperately want for ourselves, it can be hard to celebrate with them. Our own struggles, our own disappointments, our stories can cloud our responses and make it hard to rejoice with others sometimes. It's deeply painful. And equally, when others are suffering, particularly where it's a long journey, it takes boldness and perseverance to walk with them through that rather than isolating ourselves or growing weary of doing good, as Paul puts it. That's why we have to keep coming back to Jesus as the foundation for honoring through standing with and celebrating. Because otherwise, how we do this can so easily get rooted in our current or our former experiences or in our cultural context. We pick up what our society honors and we run with that. We live in a culture that's good at coming together to support those who are suffering in crisis moments. Perhaps we're not so good as a culture at walking with people uh, over long months, long years and decades. How often does that big tragedy and disaster on the news uh, that captures our attention for a week or so fade into the background? It's forgotten about. Our culture is really good at celebrating achievements and accomplishments. That's what the honors list is all about. You've done this amazing thing. We're going to put you up and say, well done on doing this. Perhaps we're not so good at celebrating the person themselves rather than what they've done. We stand with people, whatever they're going through, because of who they are, not because of what they're going through. In the same way that we celebrate people for who they are, not necessarily for what they've done. 
that's the distinctive of who we're to be as the church. And to help kind of earth that a little bit more and apply it a bit more, we're going to do something a little bit different at this point, and that's we're going to watch an interview. Uh, it's an interview that I recorded earlier this week with the wonderful Ebba Rosier. Uh, and Ebba is someone that I get the privilege of uh, working with here at Oasis during the week. Uh, she's a woman of incredible encouragement uh, and insight who's just so good at honoring others and at stepping out of her comfort zone to just speak uh, wonderful truths to people and celebrate the good of who they are. Um, and she couldn't be here this morning, but I didn't want us to miss out on hearing uh, from her. So in kind of true Blue Peter style, here's a little something that we prepared earlier um, just to watch and enjoy together and draw out some insights uh, from ever. So let's uh, watch this video together. Um, it's about 10 minutes long, so I'm probably going to go and uh, sit down so you don't feel like you have to awkwardly look at me as well at that point. Um, and let's enjoy this together. Okay. Hello, Eva. Um, it's great to be together today. Thank you so much for uh, sharing a little bit about honour. Um, and I know that honour is something that's really important to you. Um, and so I wondered if you could just start by sharing a little bit about why honour matters um, uh, and how it's kind of played a role in your journey so far. Yeah, I'd love to. Thank you. Um, I'm really honoured you've asked me actually to speak <laughs> on this because um, it is close to my heart and something I've journeyed for quite a few years. And I guess it started because I, um, I saw other people honouring and and kind of just opened my eyes to what is this, what is this honour thing? And also being on the receiving end mm. of honour um, has been really powerful and transformational in, in areas of my life. And I genuinely um, wouldn't be the person I am today had some people not stepped out in, in honouring me. Mm. So personally and, and on a bigger level, and I think the, one of the things I, I love about it is because it sits quite closely with encouragement and prophecy and um, I love that. And so um, I, used, I used to find it just quite hard to just tangibly understand what it is. And mm. I guess the journey I've been on is... is is understanding that it's seeing the inherent value mm. of a person mm. and we are all made in the image of God but what honour does is it it connects with God's eyes for that person mm. and is able to draw that out and create the space for a person to actually step into and mm. so there's this power and there's this ability to transform and I've seen just the just Holy Spirit just loves it and um, kind of comes alongside and wants to affirm that those words and that place. And um, it's not based on, on whether the person recognises that or agrees with that or is mm. even behaving in that way. It's saying, this is who um, God sees you to be. And, and so um, it's really powerful, really um, transforming and um something that yeah i just just see the value yeah and that's the key thing i think that we're zeroing in on in this session particularly around uh, standing with and celebrating um 
And I want us just to, to spend a little bit of time thinking about how um, when we honour through standing with and celebrating, it's uh, not about what people do, but it's mm-hmm. about who people are. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's kind of the key the key thing to get hold of in, in the sense of honouring through mm-hmm. celebrating and standing with, um, because it uncouples how we honour people away from the results of uh, kind of what they've done or what might have happened in their life. Yeah, I mean, they're really good observations and you're absolutely right. Our, our culture celebrates um, achievements, mm. um, our grades, whether we get the job, whether we uh, get the girl, whether <laughs> we have the family, you know, and then accumulations, the, do we buy the house, the car, mm. the holiday, you know, it goes on and on and on. And um, I think the danger of us living in that, in the in the cultural mindset, is one it can create that performance that like, oh, I've got to get there, I've got to achieve that, I've got to have that to be worthy of honour. Yeah. And the absence could, the silence could potentially lead to shame. Yeah. Yeah. And oh, is is my life? honorable you know and so it's stepping away from culture into the kingdom's value system which is Mm. completely different Mm. and it's looking at this value this this person and um made in the image of god and and so for me um it's formed out of an awareness of culture and um but also an awareness then of the kingdom hmm. and and so sometimes I've had to you know I've asked God like well, how do you see this person like what is what is their value hmm. um what is what is their talent hmm. uh, what is their gift in what, looking for the things that might not be seen hmm. and that may go you know that somebody does without anybody seeing um because it's so easy to celebrate if we got the job, mm. but we could miss out on the process. Oh, how did you prepare for the interview? Did you did you apply yourself? Did you show up with authenticity? Mm. Were you brave mm. and courageous to go for the job in the first place? Mm. Did you did you laugh well? Did you relate well in the interview? And so my heart is that we celebrate people in their journeys almost no Mm. matter the outcome but we celebrate Mm. oh how did you live how did you love Mm. in um in in the things that that we're doing and that can apply to to anything Mm. um yeah and that links again really well to both the standing with and the celebrating because it it uncouples it a bit from you know when life is really hard and there are things we're suffering with um, or struggling with oh okay well we don't get honored in that place because things are not going so well but oh you know we we had that big life achievement and so we get honored at that point Um, and it makes it something that actually no we're supposed to live enjoying and knowing and receiving and showing honor whatever kind of life stage we're in or whatever life is looking like for us at that point yeah because our value isn't determined by those things Mm. that's the the key message isn't it and i suppose honor can look like words Hmm. but it could also look like 
um, an act of kindness, mm. buying someone a gift, um, being, um, you know, doing what I say I'm going to do, yeah. committing to plans I've made, um, calling someone to a higher standard. I mean, this mm. isn't this isn't who you are. <laughs> yeah, this, yeah. this is who you are. Yeah, yeah. That's all part of part of honour. Yeah. Um, so if we're kind of looking to grow in honour, and that's what part of what we're doing this series about, we're trying to think through how, as a community, do we grow uh, as we build a culture that honours? Um, is there anything that for you stands out as, you know, this is something you found really helpful in how to honour other people or anything practically you think of, oh, yeah, if I, like, that's been a really good tool to help me grow in honour? Um, I definitely think tuning in with Holy Spirit saying, show me how you see hmm. Richard, for example. Yeah. Um, because in, in my own strength, I could have a, this warped hmm. perspective. So tuning into how God sees the person in front of me and, um, also tuning into, oh, God, is there anything I could do to show honour to that person? Mm. And I just noticed over practice, it is something just to practice and grow and, um, and take a risk because it's, you know, we, mm. we, we assume everybody knows all these things about themselves and, of, of course, they don't. Mm. So it can be vulnerable to say, oh, I just want to say, I noticed this about you. Mm. Um, and as we... As we practice it, it becomes sort of second nature. And now Holy Spirit could get my attention in, in different places mm. or times when I'm, I'm not expecting to see. Mm. Um, and then my choice is, oh, what am I going to do with that? That's really helpful. Mm. Uh, thank you so much for taking a little bit of time to share your thoughts mm. on honour. You're welcome. Great, that was really good, wasn't it? I think loads of brilliant insights in there. Thank you so much, uh, Ebba. If you're watching this back uh, later, I know you don't really like watching yourself. Probably none of us really enjoy watching ourselves on film, do we? Um, but if you did, well done. Thank you. It was so good. Honouring is really practical, isn't it? When we start from that foundation, um, that who we are and how we live has been radically transformed by a heavenly father who has lavished honour on us who has crafted us in his image, who's welcomed us into his family, who's empowered us with his mission. It changes everything about how we get to live in our relationships with one another. But I think it's also true, as Eben mentioned, that it's something we need to practice. That honoring is a skill uh, that takes time to hone. Uh, it's a fruit that takes time to grow. Uh, and there are so many things that can stop us uh, from boldly stepping out to show honor in standing with and celebrating. Um, not just the moments when it's hard to rejoice with others because of our own stories, but all sorts of things. Um, and I know that I can struggle with this sometimes. When I know someone is suffering, but I feel like I don't have the words to say to help. I don't know what I'd do or what I could bring them in that moment. And I let my fear of somehow making things worse prevent me from walking with them. When I do see something of the, the value in someone, something of how the Father sees them, um, but I hold myself back from sharing it because I know how self-conscious I feel when I receive praise or honour. I'm not always good at receiving honour, 
so I can be slow to show on it. But I share that with you because it's something that I uh, deeply want to grow in. I've been deeply challenged throughout this series uh, to step into growing in this. And I've seen how it makes a massive difference in people's lives. I've seen how when you stand with others who are suffering, particularly when it's a long walk, it's not always about the words you say. Sometimes the best thing you can do is to just show up and just listen as people pour their hearts out and keep showing up and keep listening. I've seen the power of how a word of encouragement brought at the right time can be just deeply impactful. I've seen how people's faces light up when they hear the Father's heart for them spoken over them. When you call the truth of how God sees them out, as Eber put it, just allows them the space to walk into that. I've seen how when we uh, honour people for their bravery, even on a Sunday morning, coming to the contribution mic to share, when we honour them for that, it sparks something not just in them, but in us as a community that draws us together draws us into worship. I want to grow in that. Do you? I want to grow in honouring people for who they are as well as for what they've done. I want to grow in being present with people as Jesus was present with people and is present with us. I want to grow in tuning in to what the Holy Spirit might want to say to someone. I want to grow in walking the long road with people the road less traveled, the road that isn't glamorous, but is good. And that's our invitation today. It's not to go away from here with a checklist of things to do, but to go away with hearts more one to the God who has honored us beyond anything we deserved and who's inviting us to join with him as he stands with and celebrates his body his people, his family, the church. And if you want to join me in that, uh, I want to invite you. I'm going to stand uh, in a moment. I'd love you to join me if you're able. And I'm going to pray. We're just going to ask God to come uh, and meet with us again and win our hearts more to the beauty of who he is and the foundation of honor that he has laid in our lives and that we would be bold in going out and stepping out in showing honour as we celebrate uh, and stand with others. Um, so if you're able to stand, why don't you join me? I'm going to pray. And then we'll wrap up after that. Um, Father, we know that we come this morning having not always uh, lived up to the ideal that Paul shares in 1 Corinthians 12. I say this for myself, as much as anyone else, I know I've not always been good at uh, suffering with others as they're suffering and rejoicing with others as they rejoice. But I thank you, Father, for the picture of what it is to be so caught up together in your body, your people, your family, that we are invited and empowered to live knowing this honour that you've bestowed on us and sharing it with those around us.
And I pray, Lord, that you would come even now by your spirit. I thank you you're here. I thank you you've been speaking as we've met and we've gathered this morning, as we've sung uh, and we've listened and we've looked at your word. I pray that you would meet with us again. In this moment, you'd be tenderly warming our hearts just again to the beauty of who you are. Oh, that the God of all creation, the God of all the universe is so present with us here, is so close to us. Whatever we're going through, he's never left us and he won't. He won't. And that what you're inviting us into, Lord, is a life of faith where we bring the very mindset of God, how the Father sees someone to bear in our relationships with one another, standing with them through suffering and celebrating the wonder of who they are and who you've made them to be. Lord, would you help us to do that? Jesus, would you keep transforming us and growing us as a people who know the honor you've shown us and who live in a way that reveals it and that boldly calls it out in others. Jesus, thank you. We worship you, Lord. Amen.